Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the 33rd pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Toronto Raptors select Christian Coloco from Douala, Cameroon, and the University of Arizona. Christian Coloco. I wish Dre was here but he probably give us like a whole spiel about like who you should look up for like they're up and coming you know how I know how the NBA has like award seasons rookie of the year coach of the year and everything yep. like that I feel like there should be like a rookie of the year for actors coach of the year for directors and stuff like that mm. I guess that's what they do for the grant for the Oscars right I don't know I'm going off on a whole tangent anyways welcome to <laughs> that's a wrap podcast a podcast by raptors fans for raptors fans raptors news guys with your 33rd pick of this year's nba draft the toronto raptors i wish i could do it as good as uh mark tatum uh but the toronto raptors your toronto raptors have picked finally a seven footer in christopher coloco jay i think you and i noticed that he was on a lot of people's boards for it was kind of like on a wish list that we got this kid um i admittedly am not too much of a draft guy that i don't watch too much you know college and scouting i i don't i'm in the nba i, I like watching the nba i like who was who, those 300 plus players in the nba not too much of who's come up and coming i know the chat i know the Paolo, I know those guys, yeah, for sure. But when it comes to the second rounders, I'm I'm all over the place. So when I heard a lot of this news from about Christopher Coloco, and I know that even you know Blake Murphy was talking about him, uh, Sean Woodley from Locked On has been talking about him. Like a lot of people have been really owning on to if this kid is on the board at number thirty three, I hope the Raptors take him. Did you have the same feeling? I did. Um... The beauty of the 33rd pick is that there were a lot of choices there, really. So mm-hmm. it, I, I couldn't help but think that it was kind of similar to two years ago where where the Raptors were drafting late in the first round. And it was like, okay, about a couple of picks before, you're like, okay, wow. like the Maybe the three or four of my top five that I thought would be available are all going to be available at this pick. And 
Right. I remember debating between is should should the raps go with Malachi Flynn or should they go with Desmond Bain or should they like there was a lot of options there, right? Um, right. So I was very hopeful. I was very uh, I think because there was a lot of there were a lot of upside guys at that t- stage. And that's what you're essentially trying to get in in the second round. And before I dive into this a bit deeper, shout out to you mentioned him already, Mark Tatum. Uh, outstanding performance. It's good to see that a Tatum is able to perform in June. So I <laughs> shout out to him. So, t- Tatum, Tatum was uh, at least one Tatum hoisted the trophy. There you go. Or touched the trophy, <laughs> there right? you go. There you go. Well done. Well done. Um, Did you know that guy went to Harvard? What? Are you serious? Yeah, he he's a Harvard descent, and he also like. I don't know. He he's been to a many like he's GM'd a lot of companies before going to the NBA. Uh, that's like I was just doing a little bit of research on, on Mark Tatum because eventually when when Adam Silver decides to retire or he's not there, it's going to be Mark Tatum, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of cool seeing see like like reading up on this guy. But yeah. anyways, continue. No, 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 for sure. He's he's definitely worthy of some praise, and I think that um, the praise that we're going to be giving over the next little bit is over Christian Coloco. He was on he was on boards, right? And I think if right. you were not a if you're not a Raptors fan or if you're not been keeping up with and and no fault on on anyone here because again once you're looking in the second round you're not really paying too much attention it's to a crapshoot it is by a crap this shoot. time right yeah exactly yeah but coloco is one of those guys where it was like okay well if he's there uh he definitely should be considered uh, i i would think that he was for some people he was very high up there others it was like yeah he's high up there but that's also assuming the fact that some of the guys from the first round don't fall there and there were like ej lydell was there uh and oh my gosh, names are not coming to mind. Uh, Bryce McGowan. So I don't know much about any of these guys, but I just know that when it came to the the Raptors Twitter folks that I follow, there were quite a few selections there for the Raptors. And Coloco was okay. one that I, it was one of the few ones that I actually had knew a little bit about something beforehand because he grew up in the same like he has the exact same stories. Pascal Siakam started <laughs> yeah, playing basketball seriously. at seventeen. Slash started in soccer first and grew up in the same hometown. I wonder. I wonder if he was going to be a pastor too. <laughs> you know, right? you might as well go all the way down the line. Yeah, it's amazing. And you know, the the Raptors, uh, due to some visa issues, he actually did not come in for a workout. But because the Raptors had been exposed to him in in Giants of Africa a few years ago, they knew a little something about him. So, right. um, and then right off the bat, you can see from his his college film like. Guys got length, like a lot of length. And you think about this team and the makeup of this team and like think of the possibility of Scotty, OG, Pascal, Precious, and Coloco on the floor. I don't think anyone's scoring. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) So listening to the, uh, I guess, the post-draft comments from both Nurse and Bobby, yeah, like you said, they they kind of had an eye on him since 2017 basketball without borders, and then you know going to Arizona, you know a little bit about his stats. Last year he averaged 12.6 points per game, rebound 7.3 per game, assists 1.4. The blocks there it is, is incredible at 2.8. 
blocks a game, field goal percentage is 63.5. I believe it was like 73% or something on free throws. So he has a shooter's touch, but most of it is going to be in the in the you know vicinity of the rim. Height at 7'1". We finally got our 7-footer that we've been waiting for. 230 pounds. He's going to have to bulk up for sure in order to you know bang some bodies down the post. Wingspan of 7 and 7 foot and 3 Seven, you know, five, he, I think he's a he's a older uh, rookie at 22, but I think the upside is pretty incredible. I know that Jay, you and I have been talking about this nonstop about what if we got someone like DeAndre Ayton or Rudy Gobert, uh, but we would have to pay a heavy, heavy price in order to get someone in those calibers. So why what Raptors did, of course, is go out and and find a player of that caliber. I'm not saying that, you know, Coloco is going to be, you know, Rudy Gobert in two to three years. He may be. You never know. But at least you have that prospect. And like you said, to have a lineup, Scotty, OG, Siakam, Fred, and Coloco, we saw in the playoffs, right? There was nobody that we could face Embiid. But at the same time, when we were playing on offense, every time uh, a, one of our players would go into the paint, Embiid was there to just not block it, just to be a presence. And we didn't have that. With Coloco, I think we do. I think now, I, I know that Nurse even said in his post game, he was like, now we can uh, gamble a little bit more, try to get those turnovers because you have someone in the back to disrupt any type of shot or just not to make it as easy as it has been for opposing players. So I think this is a great pick for the Raptors. Yeah, and let's let's set some expectations here. There's there's no expectation for him to be, you know, the 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 cure-all for stopping a guy like Embiid or, or Jokic, but it's going right. to be a work in progress. He's not going to be a starter this year. He's going to have a lot of time in the G League. Um and I think what this also signifies is because he's a bit more on the on the, the project prospect side of things. Like for example, if the Raptors uh, drafted EJ Lydell, Lydell is 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 also he fits the mold of Vision Six Nine, and he's a bit more NBA ready. But when you go with someone like Coloco, what it signifies to me is that okay, we're willing to wait out a bit more for a higher upside, and give more runway to Precious Achua. So I think that there's, mm. that's that's the trickle-down effect of this, right? It's like, okay, Precious has kind of showed that he was worth the gamble uh, in, in terms of trading Lowry and that he is a part of this core and he's going to get more playing time. Maybe he'll start, he'll be a starter next year. Who knows? But I think he's earned yeah. that. Um, my question to you then, Jason, is, if we mm-hmm. go that route and say, okay, well, this should open up more time for Precious, what do you think the Coloco drafting means for Chris Boucher? Do you think it affects anything? Do you think it means they are right. – Boucher is, has one foot out the door now? Or is it just more, no, we're going to continue getting guys in this Vision 6-9 type <laughs> of, of archetype? It's, it's funny that you say Boucher because when I was looking at his highlight reels in Arizona, um, 
it, it he's nothing body wise i would say he's the most boucherish <laughs> yeah. kind of player right but he's not boucher boucher is definitely more of an energy guy he spreads the floor um and he's not really known for his defense too much uh but for coloco when was the last time we got a center that has averaged 2.8 blocks uh that's i think that's what we needed now to say that is boucher out the door i don't think so my my gut says i don't think so because the let's say let's say our starting lineup is is scotty siakam fred og and precious right i would i would maybe or no maybe gary maybe gary um my guess is that the tandem that precious and boucher had last season is something that nurse still wants to put out there um i i and and boucher is such a unique player that you can't really just give up on him uh unless you got something in return so if we're gonna sign and trade him perhaps but i i honestly don't think that he's He's I to me he's more in the door than out the door if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, and, and the Raptors not only do they hold his bird rights, uh, which means they can go over the cap to sign him, but they can. There is a, a there's that you know he's he's been here he knows the system and we've seen what that growth has looked like this year. But uh, there's very few teams that he would fit with, right? He's a very unique player, right? So. Yeah, I, I'm. I can probably count on one hand the the number of teams that could probably be interested in him. But a, I believe you have, said Memphis. By yeah, yeah, that's the first one that comes to mind right? uh, mm-hmm. usually for him or or for Thad. Uh, Memphis is an interesting team. Um, that's up and right. Coming, right. So that reminds me of yeah. Thad. What do you think? Ooh, there's so many. Free agent is next week, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, oh baby. Yeah. We got there's some something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. I think for the Raptors. I don't think the Raptors are done yet. Yeah. If if Coloco it, see, this is the thing. I think it kind of depends on if he's like ready at the moment because you know they Bobby and Nurse have already said that he's going to play more time in the 905 which i feel like that's that's the right move for for a second yeah yeah, for a second second rounder so you're gonna need bodies and we know we have to think about what that's gonna do we have to think about what we're gonna do with boucher we're gonna like it's it's a lot it's a lot to think about but let's let's stick with let's stick with coloco um hometown uh we already talked about it duolo cameron same as siakam jay like there's no way there is no way that this this didn't have something to do with uh the draft of them picking the draft picking him as 33 like the fact that he we basically drafted pascal siakam <laughs> and i'm okay with it man like don't, don't do you think that this this is going to have some sort of effect with siakam in itself that does factor into it it, it must have right i mean yeah, there, there's a bit of that mentor mentee type thing going on here mm-hmm. you know this team is quite obviously very big on chemistry right and and yes. growing from within and they're they're not the type of team and they haven't been under under 
size watch to make grand changes, right? There have been big splashes, mm-hmm. yes, but not to the effect of the whole team has been overhauled. And this is not a team that needs a big overhaul. It needs some pruning at the hedges, uh, at the edges. And I think with this draft pick, you're it's a fairly, I would even say it's fairly safe because you, again, you're affording your your team some more time for chemistry. You're giving it another year, especially with how the contracts are lining up right now. They get another year, same core, another year of chemistry, hopefully some better health. And and they have a, a bit of the the mid-level exception to to sign someone next week. Um, but with the, with with this and with with uh, the, the roster construction as it is, I mean, Coloco fits in quite nicely, right? He will have some time to yeah. develop in the nine to five. He will have some time to learn from guys like, well, obviously Siakam, but like still guys like Precious and and Chris and Ben, assuming that they're both around. There's a lot to learn from here, right? And it's not like, mm-hmm. okay, the Raptors are going to bring in four new bigs and Coloco is one of them and he has to learn. No, he's, he's stepping mm-hmm. into a very, um, uh, a system that is uh, comfortable with most of the p- players that are he'll be surrounded by. So it's not like a lot of them are learning at the same time. It's it's basically him, right? And and mm-hmm. maybe one or two other guys that they ultimately bring in, such as Ron Harper Jr. or someone else that they sign uh next week so yeah he's in a he's in a pretty ideal situation if i right you know, for Gloco, it's not like he's coming in to like fill a position behind a a center uh right. like in like like a yogic or an beat or something like that we have we have birch we have thad we have boucher and we have Bonka. and i don't think any of those guys are cemented as a, as as the center of the future for this team so it's you're right. He's he's learning from veteran players like that in Burge. He's playing in a system that is asking him not to just be like a center. He, he's he's going to be asked to shoot threes. We know this with, with Nick Nurse, and I, I think that this team is known to develop. Uh, either it's going to be on the Raptor side or nine hundred five side, but regardless, this kid's twenty two years old and. I think the weakness that he the weakness that he has right now isn't as large as like the upside. When I'm looking watching his his highlights, he has really good uh, uh handle or hands. He's really light on his feet. Um he finishes around the rim. I think the 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 weak weakness uh, on his part is probably his uh perimeter defense when he's like uh switching on a pick and roll and as well as finishing not on his right like finishing with his left so those things i think someone like nick nurse someone like that uh you know the the coaching team the development team can really really help this player become somebody like uh, Rudy Gobert, like, do you think that's out of the the question for him to be someone like that? Yeah, and, and I'll 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 further this along by saying that you know again we're we're not trying to say that he's going to be the next Rudy Gobert or anything like that, but there's a similarity in Rudy Gobert in terms of Rudy Gobert's effectiveness is down low, right? He's if you yeah. if you have him out in the perimeter, we've already seen the Curry memes. That's that's essentially what Coloco will be, right? He's he lives and breathes in the paint on both sides of the ball. So he's different in the sense that the Raptors are very switch heavy, right? So if if you're 
if you're all out in the perimeter, you all better be out there. Coloco is a type to drop back and stay in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the paint. So he's going to have to learn a bit in terms of that perimeter defense, considering that's the way the Raptors like to play. Otherwise the Raptors are going to have to make some adjustments and that's not something you're going to do for someone who's a second round pick. That's something you do if they're a first rounder, yeah, you, you change your philosophy or some big signing, but for a second round draft pick, sorry, we're going to probably stick to the philosophy that's, that's brought us this far. So Coloco will have a lot of learning to do there, but you know, to our earlier mm-hmm. points, right? He's got the runway to get there. And this is a, you know, he may be an older rookie at 22, but even when Siakam was drafted around that age, he still had time to develop. And that's where he's at right now, right? So I think that this, again, uh, this is a solid pick. I'm eager to Mm -hmm. see what he does, but I also think that it's it's fair for all of us to temper our expectations that, you know, if you think about who else was drafted in the second round, David Johnson was drafted in the second round last year. Malachi Flynn was drafted almost in the second round two years ago, right? So it's, uh, you know, it's it's hit or miss there, um, but you're you're hoping that the upside uh, kind of brings, Mm -hmm. kind of comes through in the next couple of years. You know, thinking about the perimeter defense that you were speaking about, like you know, I'm I'm just thinking in my on my own head, Siakam, uh, OG, and Scotty. Those guys are probably going to be very very switch heavy around the perimeter, and knowing that you have a seven foot player uh, at your back, trusting him to that. If you have if you get blown by from a perimeter player, you're going to have that center to you know disrupt. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun watching everybody switch more and you know be more aggressive while you have someone like Coloco if he gets the playing time uh you know the there's going to be a lot of turnovers being made because of this defense so Jay final question about Coloco give me a grade for this guy give me a grade for the pick at least ah that's a good question I will give him a hmm Whew. Let's go with B minus. I'm on the, the. I think it'll. He's depending on how optimistic or pessimistic you are. I think it'll be a B minus C plus range. But I'll give it the B minus and and bank on the fact that the Raptors have are are the right team for him to develop. Um, this will obviously skyrocket if he outperforms as previous draft picks have for the Raptors. So I'll go B minus. Where are you at? B minus. I don't know uh, him well enough to to give an accurate. So you, I'm, I'll stick with your B minus. Honestly, uh, w- if I'm going to look at, like strictly from the stats, strictly from the Arizona highlight reel, I mean, I'll shoot. I'll give him a B plus if anything. But like, I'll stick with the B minus. Just I want to temper my expectation. You know, seven footer uh, usually centers take a little bit more time if uh, to get accustomed to the NBA, the speed, the strength. So as a center, he's gonna have to uh, bulk up a little bit. But that's the same thing we t- we said about Chris Boucher and look where he is now. So I don't know. Let's see. B minus, I'll go with that one as well. Uh, we did also sign another player on a two-way contract uh, in Ron Harper Jr. Jay, I don't know too much about him except for Bobby Webster mentioned that Wayne Embry in 1986, when he was the GM of the Cav- Cleveland Cavaliers, he drafted his dad, Ron Harper, uh, So, which is kind of cool. Um, any, kinda cool. Do, you have, do you have any uh, background when it comes to Ron Harper Jr.? He is, from the very limited reading I've done on him, 
he's a shooter and a defender. So he has the skills to develop into a prototypical 3 and D player. Something that really stood out about him is that, you know, you think about the school that he came from. He came from Rutgers. Now, can you, Jason, name any NBA player from Rutgers? Rutgers. Why does that sound like an and one mixtape? Like because that's uh, you're not thinking of NBA players coming out of Rutgers. Um, so that's <laughs> that's point. totally fair because this is a program that is not known for basketball. They have been sitting at the bottom of of the Big Ten for years, and that also affects the way they're able to recruit. So they were not able to recruit any big stars. They took a chance on Ron Harper Jr. and he has blossomed. So he's a He's grown to the fact that before he was there, they were not a tournament team. They were like the punching bag of every other team in, in the Big Ten. All of a sudden, he okay. shows up and he is bawling. And we th- think of think of he's like the Kobe for their team because what he would do is he would be the one who wants the ball in his hands in a tight game. Uh, one, I guess, his shining moment was a half-court buzzer beater against the number one team in the nation. It was all over the news last year. Purdue falls to half-court buzzer beater. It was by Ron Harper Jr. So he's got the late-game ice coldness in his veins. So he's got that going for him. And yeah, like I said, he's got got a good shot. He's worked it up to about 40% from three. And it's the, the good thing about him is that his shooting has progressed every year in college so that's a positive sign um, and yeah he's a, a pretty solid defender from what I've, I've read about him and uh, yeah so he'll be a good he'll do well I think in the in the 905 but I think that uh, you know he will also see him do have some stints here in the in the NBA level probably because there are at least by my last count the, the roster construction skews a bit more big than smalls so almost by default and, and anticipating that there will be some health issues that eventually crop up, he'll probably get some run in the NBA at some point mm. during the season okay. and, and will deserve, right? So, but you know, you got to pay your dues and the dues right now have him at the bottom of the pecking order. He'll have to prove himself at summer league and yeah. preseason and training camp, but uh, you know, pretty good, pretty good in terms of like someone who's, uh, you know, got the balls to shoot it in the final seconds of a game. Uh, He's kind of built himself a bit of a, a legendary status at Rutgers. That's pretty crazy. Okay, well, I'm assuming he's going to be playing in in uh, summer league with along with Coloco. So we'll see we'll see how that works out. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good year for for the Raptors in these draft picks. But again, Raptors fans, let's be patient. Okay, let's. Oh, wait, take so a sorry, bit I got one. Wait, 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 one more. One What's more. up? I was just reading. I was trying to read while I was talking to you. But I was reading up on on the, the report on Ron Harper Jr. And here's the you gotta love these the NBA comparisons. Ooh. PJ Tucker, Grant Williams. I'll leave you with that. Ooh, really? There are your, I am there are your okay NBA with comparisons. That. I am okay with that. At least did you hear Perk trying to say Adanobi? <laughs> my uh, and, my god. <laughs> Engine, and Jenna, I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, Raptors fans, let's take a little bit of a break. We'll come back. And I got to ask you about what the hell is happening in Brooklyn, man. Mm. All right. Talk to you guys soon.
And that is probably the voice of someone who got drafted by the Kings above another superstar. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So can, can I just say that I don't, I don't, again, I don't know about the draft picks, but as soon as the King drafted their draft pick, everyone was like, Kings are going to Kings, man. The Kings are going to Kings. So did, I you see like, the, did you see the graphic of the guys they pass over over the years? Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's it's astounding. And I always think that if you have made it to the lottery, lottery tanked or not tanked, if you made it to the lottery, you've already won if you're picking after the Kings. You got your you got your chance. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, Sacramento. It's almost the same as last year, right? Like last year was seen as a the top four are set in stone so that's who it is but it's much different this year right it seemed like it it was like the top four are set so like the fourth one left over was Jaden ivy so that's going to go to the kings but it's the kings and they tried to follow the route of the raptors and saying no 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 we got someone else that we think is better and <laughs> king i if i sympathize with anybody outside of raptors fans it's got to be the kings fans man. <laughs> they they have gone through so much crap for so long and it doesn't look like it's going up anytime soon. So, Kings fans, I feel you, bro. I feel you. Okay, Jay, talking about drama, talking about locker room aesthetics that you know shouldn't be. What the hell is going on with Brooklyn? From going to from being the number one, I guess you know, title contender yeah. in the East to being what it is now. Basically, what I've heard. Okay, and I think I need you to clarify for me what i've heard and what i've read is that Kyrie is contemplating coming back to uh the the nets because he feels a little uh disheartened by how they you know dealt with his issue with not being vaccinated and not letting him play but i think that's more of a new york thing uh and in that case this is making kevin durant considering his options when it comes to if Kyrie decides to stay or not stay. So Jay is like, okay, you're, you're telling me that Kyrie is upset for at his team for not letting him play when he didn't, wasn't able to play anyways. And now per Woj, uh, he can't reach an agreement with the Nets and he's considering signing and training with either the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Heat, Mavs or 76ers, none of which have cap space to sign him. Is this true? What the hell is going on in Brooklyn? Oh man, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. Um <laughs> and, and here's the here's the thing with 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 the net situation, right? They they were, I mean, in, in my opinion, they were right in terms of saying, okay, well, you're not vaccinated, we gotta stay with the laws and you can't play. And they mm -hmm. still bent over backwards and broke their own law just so that they can make a run at the postseason, right? They said uh, you know what, uh, we we really need you. So uh, we're going to go ahead and, and backtrack on our words here and let you play, even though you're not vaccinated. Um, that's what they did this year, right? And and it it backfired because they they got the worst of two worlds, right? They got the, okay, well, we, we shut them out of millions of dollars. And also now we didn't even progress with him in there. Now he's the scapegoat. So it's it was really poorly handled on their part. I think they should have stuck to their guns, just not let him play. But now they're in a situation where it's like, okay, well, now you got to deal with this. Kyrie, unfortunately, and I don't I don't know how much of this is self inflicted. I'm going to say a lot of it is self inflicted. 
is mm-hmm. is between a rock and a hard place. Uh, he's if he goes back, it's it's uh, I I don't know what it's going to look like in Brooklyn. Uh, he obviously is not happy there, and you know what it's like. You've seen what it's like with Kyrie specifically when he's playing on a team, and and there the chemistry is just not there, right? So right now, it, it really is all eggs are in that basket. If he signs, KD stays, and they can make it work with Ben Simmons. That's the, that's that's a fact. Like a full right. season with those three, you're gonna go places. But right. as it currently stands, it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. I mean, that's just what I'm judging from what I've read as well. I I, I really don't know why the Knicks are in this because they're also in the state of New York. But anyways, I don't know. <laughs> I I think a lot of us who are not Nets fans are kind of hoping for the chaos. Uh, are, are you yeah, yeah, it? of course. We're just sitting there with a the popcorn, really. But but here, here, I'll, I'll I'll lead you on with this. Then you want the chaos? Why? Well, because of of the of the drama. You okay? Let's be real. When the whole drama with Ben Simmons was happening, and when like there, when James Harden wasn't happy in Brooklyn, it was kind of fun to watch. Man, come on, don't give me that. We talked about it for like ten consecutive pods. I know we did. We were like, "Where is where is Ben Simmons? Like, where is Waldo?" Pretty much. But is there another reason? I'm wondering. Uh, well, I, okay, I'm this. I'll propose to you. Okay, the other. I think I know. I think I know you exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where you're go for it. Go for it. <laughs> I know because if Kyrie is gone, that probably means Durant is gone. Hey, hey, hey. And and out of the two, out of the two, I'm going to say I don't want Kyrie on our team, but I want hey, the hey, other hey. guy on our team. Yes, the the pos the possibilities are endless. Come, come, you know, fulfill the prophecy, KD. Come to Toronto. You said it when you when when basically you were drafted that you wanted to be a Raptor because <laughs> of Vince Carter. You wear Toronto Raptors. You, no, not Toronto. You wear Toronto Blue Jays stuff all the time. You you talk about Nick Nurse all the time. You know, you know, you want to come here, man. I know, I know what you're getting at, Jay. You you know it, and and. Uh, as much as I say that, you know, this is a team that's about chemistry and continuity. Yo, man, break it up if it means bringing KD here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're building something. Screw it. KD's available. Get him. Let's get this guy. This is this is that's Kawhi hilarious. 2.0. This is, yeah. what's that? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. no. Damar is, is the groat. He's the groat. Wait a second. What? Yeah. Kawhi's available? Yo, bye, Damar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're we are de- we are dedicated to the team. All right, all right. Uh, like, so if so, if Durant, so bring it back ahead. to 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 your original question here, right? Like, what what's gonna happen here, right? Like, what like is for mm. me? It's like the silence is deafening. The silence from KD, the silence yes. from Kyrie. It it says something, right? Like, mm-hmm. how do you see this playing out, and then what 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 do you reading in oh. the tea leaves oh my god it, 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 it best case scenario <laughs> best case scenario Kyrie uh Kyrie goes to the Lakers oh, some way somehow 
can we can we trade it? Can, can we, even get traded for Russell so that it's Russ and KD and and Kyrie and yeah, LeBron? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We do that. Yeah, exactly. Know. Basically, make it to twenty four, like circa twenty fourteen or something like that. Let's just get get that all going. That'd be a lot of fun. And if anything, just I want to see what unfolds with Durant. And if Durant actually doesn't want to stay in Brooklyn, where does he want to go? He doesn't. He said he didn't want to go to New York. He said he wanted to go to Brooklyn. Does he like? It, it it's it's gonna be very interesting like, it's not like miami can afford him it's not like like milwaukee it's not like any of the two contenders can actually afford him so where is kd going to go if Kyrie's not there so best case scenario Kyrie uh, lands uh with lebron for the next two years until Bronny's uh, uh you know uh, drafted and then kd comes to the raptors that's best case scenario where i really think this is gonna happen as much as i want the drama I think they're going to stay in Brooklyn. Yeah, I do just too. because the money is there. Uh, if he if he really wanted it, like they, no team, no other team that he's said has a cap space to give him what he wants. And I think that Brooklyn will probably give a give him the money and b let him play. I don't know. 60 games if that's all he wants to play you know like he's not going to play a full 82 and and also it's kevin durant like you're not going to just give up a generational player to play with because you're unhappy with the team you're going to play with one of the best players in nba history and you're going to give them up because because what because you know you didn't you know someone uh you know punched your ego a little bit like come on i think that i think that they're gonna stay in brooklyn do you think the same yeah yeah i I do think so too i think that's why that that whole silence is deafening part is actually quite entertaining right i'd much rather have this silence and have this um uh you know uncertainty because it 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 adds to the drama of it right i mean i think we you and i both agree that that ultimately this will probably end with them playing with the nets and they'll I think what'll also tip things over is like, hey, you know, you want to give this a shot? We we haven't played one game yet with Ben Simmons. Like this could actually mm-hmm. be an incredible big three here. Let's let's give it a shot. I think that that could happen. I, I think it's very likely to happen, actually. But again, the thought of Kyrie and Katie leaving and Ben Simmons being all alone again is <laughs> is hilarious. Multiple levels of <laughs> hilarity. It 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 really it really is. Um, shoot, what was it going to say? I just I just think this drama. Uh, this is what happens when you have like twenty to twenty to thirty year old players running this league and and throwing millions and millions of dollars around. Like that, this is what what's going to happen. You know. Oh, another thing I wanted to ask you about. The fact that John Wall opted into his forty-three million dollar contract without playing a second last—you gotta game. do it, man. You gotta do it. You have to. You have. That's what I'm it's saying. It's forty-eight million. It. What are you gonna do? Say I no. Don't, I don't care. I don't care what a Houston says. I don't. I, honestly, you're you're. You, let me let me ask you this. Your your company offers uh, you know offers you a contract of like fifty million dollars a year two years ago. Despite if you are injured or not, you're gonna take that. You're gonna take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry, Houston. I'm sorry, Houston. The guys, like whatever you guys are feeling right now, uh, I would take. I I do not. Um, I basically I would. I'm for what John Wall is doing, and I think they're they're not stupid. Houston's not stupid. They knew that he would, right? And I think that's why there's yes. 
there are probably going to be discussions about buying him out. There are probably going to be discussions about trading him, even though I don't I don't see it happening. There will be discussions about getting him out of there, right? I think it's quite obvious that that they're they've mm-hmm. already like they've accepted that he's on their books, but they've also decided on okay, we know what our path is to move forward as a franchise, and it does not involve John Wall, despite the fact that he's eating up, you know. 40% of our of our of our books we'll make it work around that and then what if and when we're able to get his salary off our books we'll proceed even further but right now i mean they mm-hmm. they had another uh solid draft like they've got some good young guys there and you know last week's trade of Christian Wood further signifies that they are going to move forward with this youth movement they've got Jalen Green they've got Alper and Ch- uh, Shingun there like they're really feeling those two and that's that's where their the rush is going. Christian Wood, you know, I made fun of the trade uh, right away as, as it happened, but at second glance, it's actually beneficial to both teams, right? Christian Wood essentially was not a right fit in Houston. Um, he'll be much happier in Dallas, but like for Houston, they've they've got a plan. They've got a plan, and John Wall is just not in it. Although his money is a big part of it. <laughs> well, in in the in the small, very small sense of it, it's kind of like Svi Mihailuk uh, opting into his one point two million dollar contract. It's not like he's playing, but is anyone else going to offer him that kind of money? Maybe, yeah. like it, 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 maybe he wants to have that playing time, but at the same time, he's not. He hasn't really proven it, right? So you're going to take that money, right? Yeah. Now John Wall is is. Uh, you, his his grand his grandchild's grandchild has has been is fine you know and he doesn't have to worry about it so you know i i i, I i've seen all the whole what why is he doing this to houston it's like why did houston do that to houston really it's not <laughs> Wall. are you kidding me like uh anyways uh, i just wanted to throw that out there okay Jay, do you have a weekly recommend? I love going through this because every week I know we obviously we love talking about Raptors, but we do other stuff too, man. We like other stuff. So I just, you know, if you have any movie to recommend, TV show, music, book, whatever you have, do you have anything that you can recommend for us and the listeners this uh, this week? I I have a recommend. Uh, okay. It's I, I'm trying to tell myself not to go with something film related because I, I seem to do that every time. Um, it's not good. It's it's a, a recommendation, actually, of nothing related to media at all. So it's not about a book or anything. It's a recommendation okay. to those who are because next week is at least here in Toronto or in Canada. It'll be Canada Day, followed by our, you know, the Independence Day in the states. So my recommendation, or I guess my plea, is to think twice about fireworks. I know that's a bit of an mm. odd thing to talk about here, mm-hmm. but as 100%. a hundred percent fairly new, fairly this. new dog owner, <laughs> uh, uh, any night with fireworks is is absolute hell for, yeah. for my dog, for all the dogs in our neighborhood, especially those who think it's great to bust out fireworks at one in the morning. Um, please don't, God. please, please, yes. please don't for the this the sanctity of your neighbors. Uh, Please, please don't. That's my point. Oh, man. I, I'm so 100% behind this because, one, they're so bad for the planet, like, pollution-wise. And, yeah, for all the pets and also all the birds, man. Do you know any birds that die because of 
because of fireworks because they're just like flying towards the light and all of a sudden you're, you're gonna feel this soon when when your baby pops man they'll be sleeping all of a sudden oh. fireworks like god crap so god damn it this is a future weekly recommend for your neighbors i appreciate you it's more of like a a, a weekly weekly advice weekly new new dad advice <laughs> I, think that, I think that's the new thing we're gonna we're gonna, gonna transition say. from weekly recommends to weekly dad advice <laughs> yes, yes. I think I think that's a good good transition for sure. Uh, my recommendation is, I guess you know what I I did have like a book in mind, but I may save that for for next time. Uh, it's it's Pride Month, man. So go out there and 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 celebrate. Uh, however your background, however who you love, you know love is love uh, always. So definitely go out there and 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 support your your lgbtq community and, and celebrate man be prideful be prideful for who you are and be happy for who you are and share that love with each other man so that that would be my weekly recommendation slash advice jay anything else we 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 want to promote or where they can find you uh you find me on twitter at rosalosaurus uh i'm on my I guess annual hiatus really i'm not tweeting too much lately or writing really too much on raptors hq uh but you know i'll, I'll still try to turn out something th- during the summer so be on the lookout there um that's really it like i don't think i have anything else to to promote right now but uh i, I got some things cooking uh, but when it's time hopefully they they come to fruition that's me over to you love it uh, you can find all of us at That's the Red Pod and make sure to follow us throughout the off season and throughout next season, of course. And next week, I believe, is free agency. So there's going to be a lot to talk about. But until then, that's a wrap. <laughs>